Hello, everybody. We are back with another episode and with another guest. And the guest today, her name is called Lucy. And you can already tell by her name that she's French. So she's here with us today. And I'm going to let her present herself, talk a little bit about herself so you get to know her. So Lucy, tell us about you. Hello. Uh, so like you said, my name is Lucy. And it's Lucy, not Lucy, because I'm French. And <laughs> I'm 20 years old. And <laughs> I'm studying uh, in France. In a, I'm studying a double license in English and in uh, political science. And I'm really interested about drawings, paintings, art in general, and also traveling and we met uh, in Prague we did our Erasmus yes Very one year ago what? soon yeah almost one year ago actually today we are recording this on the 7th of February and I think we no we met on the 17th of February yes I was I was thinking about that like I know the day this is really weird and... but yeah yeah, because it was uh, when we started school in Prague. Yeah, so basically we went uh, on Erasmus both at the same time to the same school in Prague and we met on the first day of class. Not on the first class of the day. You were one of the last people I met from our class. Yeah. Uh, when I think I, when I, I met think you, we, we already knew you I were think French. we started... What? I think when I first looked at you because I sat beside you I believe in class and when we changed uh rooms I think I looked at you and oh, yeah. one of your friends uh like introduced you and I'm like yeah she's French she's yeah she's French like, you were one of those people that I could say out of the like of the group I could say you're not I could tell which nationality was yours because everyone in class um was not Czech like uh, sorry not uh, everyone in class but you all came from different countries so we were kind of looking at each other and trying to figure out where we were from, each of us. But I think you were, like, I already met some of, of, of other French girls. And when I looked at you, I was like, she's French. I don't know, we have that French aura, like very classy and very put together, very uh, independent. I don't know, like, I mind my own business and I'm in control of my life. I don't know, it's very weird. But yeah, me and Lucy met during Erasmus. It was a very fun experience. It lasted for one month and now we have a friendship that will last a lifetime because, believe it or not, me and yes. Lucy are kindred spirits. And this might be a coincidence, but right now, without telling each other, somehow we are both wearing the same color of nail polish. So yeah, we're kindred spirits. So me and Lucy, I don't know, it really was a great, it was a great experience to, to live in Prague together well, not together, not in the same house, but we spend almost every day together, crazy or not. Each week, that's we true. Would, we would we would not spend less than six days together. Okay, in the weeks that we spend seven days out of the house, would be the seven days together. Otherwise, would only be six days. Um, but we had a lot of fun. We got along so well, and that's one of the reasons we believe we are kindred spirits, because we just got along so good, so naturally i don't i never like understood how people could just meet someone and be amazing friends and then i met lucy and i'm like okay now i get it 
now I fully get it. It's crazy, but yes, it happened to us. We had an amazing time. We have a lot of crazy stories. Uh, let's say that me and Lucy tried to explore all the haunted places in Prague while we could before the pandemic came along. Um, we would always go out in the afternoon and eat Tredelnik in the old square usually or try to go watch the sunset by the river. And right now I think both of us will start crying because our Erasmus um, ended up very abruptly. Uh, but yeah, so this is a bit of context. Why I brought Lucy to the podcast because she's an amazing person. She has an amazing personality. If I could tell you all the stories I know about Lucy. I'm Believe gonna me. cry. You're so cute. No, you're cute. You're, you're amazing. very cute. I, now I should tell you like your cute stories, like your cute boy stories, but I'm not gonna spill the tea on that. <laughs> but yeah, so I brought Lucy. Like we were when we like when we started this interview, I told her, uh, I told you all that she's French. And one of the things while we were in Prague was each day we would try to teach each other um, our language. I would try to teach her Portuguese, and she would try to teach me French. It took me a while to get to know how to say certain things in French, like her name. It took me like two weeks before I could say it well. But now I'm proud me to say, I can say it. Yeah, but my name was, it's kind of that thing, like nobody gets the eye. But so we, we are here to talk a little bit about our different cultures because I think neither of us ever imagined that France and Portugal are so close in terms of of culture and uh, of habits in a way but at the same time it was so different uh, when we were together the way we acted the way we said yeah. certain things the way we dressed um or at least in my perspective it was like yeah we are different nationalities we were, we're good friends but it was always like there was this line like lost in translation a bit sometimes when we were talking about a lot of things that we could not express it was it was hard because there were things that were natural for us to say or to to act with our friends back at home and when we were trying to express ourselves and we needed, we didn't know what to say or what to do. So I want to probably ask you, that's the first thing I want to ask you, what do you think is the biggest difference in terms of culture between you and me? Um, in terms of culture, what's the biggest difference? Um, that's a bit, yeah, a bit complicated um, because we don't, have a lot um, of differences in in the way that uh, we are both uh, European. Yes. And I think we have something in common, um, politically and even in the culture. Um, I think we, this is something in common, but um, something different. Um, maybe, I don't think if... I don't know if it's cultural or not, but I think Portuguese people are uh, warmer than French are. Uh, when we, for example, I went um, two times in Portugal and I love uh, being around Portuguese people because they are very, very warm, very nice. And in France, I know that uh, we can be a bit cold and not very... Um, welcoming with strangers and foreigners and maybe it's part of the cultures I think we are more individual than you are and I yeah, can I see this true. because uh, when we met 
when we met you were completely and at first really um, warm, very, very nice and talking to everyone. And I think I was too, but because I was in another country and because I think I have, um, like I'm interested in uh, multiple things. Sorry for that, yeah. I'm interested in multiple things and in multicultural, multiculturalism and in other nationalities. But in general, I think we are more cold than you are Portuguese people. I think that's about culture because everybody says that about Portuguese people. We are very warm and very outgoing in a way, in a way that whenever you meet a group of people, usually we are, we are the first ones to talk or suggest stuff and to try and get everyone together uh, like through a party. It was not my my case. I was just trying to get to know everybody. I was not def- I was definitely not the person in Prague that would organize all the parties. Actually, it was Solène, a French girl. <laughs> she was the life of the party. Yeah. She and Alvaro, um, a Spanish guy that it was all that was also on our class. But yeah, I think that you're right. Uh, um, our our way of approaching other people. I think that's about culture, um, especially because. We, we love other people. We're like, no, French. Like, France is amazing. But at the same time, we believe, no, no, no. But Portugal, deep down, we, we have more potential. France right now is amazing. But no, no, they know, nobody can top us. So I think in a way, we are very warm because we want to know people. We want to know how they think. We want to have fun with them. We want to try new things. Portuguese people hate yeah. themselves. They hate our, we hate and love our country at the same time. It's so weird. So when we meet new people, we really want to get along and learn all we can do, like crazy stuff usually, like crazy stuff. But yeah, I think... Say, 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 sorry. Uh, No, I was just thinking about what you said, like Portuguese people hate um, their country, but at the same time, they love it. And I think it's the same in France, like we really love our culture, our... um, like food and everything and we are very um patriotic i think it's yes. the word yeah like we are really proud of our country when we are abroad but like the situation in france for example during this pandemic is awful and we all know that the like the stereotype of the french people that are really revolutionary always complaining about politics and everything and it's true and that's why it just makes me think of um, of this in France. Like we really love our culture, but at the same time, within our country, it's really complicated. Yeah, and I remember there were two occasions. That. There were no, two I think occasions. It's also oh, maybe sorry. common. Yeah, but do we no, no. Even... I just said it's maybe something we have in common. Yeah, probably it is, and we just play it down so other people don't realize that we have that that problem with our own country, like, oh my God, I hate Portugal, but you maybe don't realize it because you're not living in that environment. Like, I don't realize maybe how bad uh, people, French people uh, criticize their own country uh, because I don't live in that environment. But a fun fact is that I remember yeah. on two occasions uh, when we were in Prague, when it was on the, tr- it, we were on the tram and the other, we were having lunch and we were talking about um, strikes and, and politics and all of that stuff and you told me sometimes I'm embarrassed to be French because we do so many strikes and I remember laughing so much 
Like we're always on strike and we do massive strikes that sometimes are stupid. And I, I, I was laughing so much. We're like, it is, it, it's terrible. Sometimes it's I'm true. ashamed to say I'm French. And on the other occasion, it was like some days, some days later, we were, we were on the tram and the COVID had already uh, hit. No, I don't know if, it, I don't think it was yet in Prague, but it was already uh, in France. And you were telling me how there were people yeah. who were who didn't want to wear masks, who didn't want to do quarantine, and they were all uh, doing strikes and manifesting and protesting um, in France. And you said, "This is just stupid. I'm so ashamed of these people because they don't realize what's really going on. They're just being selfish. They just want their freedoms. They don't realize that you have to for your freedom to." still exist in a near future and for you to be alive and not die of this disease to that you have to go home for a little while and wear a mask like can you just do it and remember you were so stressed like looking at the news in, on your phone and I, I was laughing so much but so much yeah I, I remember it was like I think uh, just before the first quarantine the first lockdown in France and I remember, and I, were, I re also remember complaining, uh, and it's been a year because I'm still complaining about it, like people are not following the rules and everything, yeah. and at the same time they're complaining about our political leader that um, seems to, who seems to do nothing, but on the same time, at the same moment, we don't respect what we, like, our rules in France yeah. and for the example the curfew right now at 6 p.m a lot of people are not really respecting it but yeah, it's, it's the same in Portugal I mean, um but yeah. yeah it's I remember I also remember that when we were in Prague when I was the first one to come back to Portugal my parents were the first ones to force me to come back and I was telling you I didn't want to come yeah. back because in Prague everyone followed the rules they were very strict they were very safe Uh, the cases were very low, everything was under control, um, everything was in yeah, lockdown, but it was just for precaution. I was telling you, I don't want to go back home because my country, uh, we still didn't have, we didn't have quarantine yet. Uh, we were still discussing a lot of stupid stuff that should already have been closed by then. Uh, football games should have already been canceled. And when I came back, they were still arguing, should we have football games with people? And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Like, just close the damn stadiums. And you said exactly the same. You didn't want to go back home because people didn't want to curfew. People, people were, were mad at the, at the government, but at the same time, they were not following the rules. And I think that that actually also is happening in Portugal. Um, people are like, oh my God, the cases are bad. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're leaving your house to be with your friends too. So, so like, can you please... Yeah. Um, stay at home a little bit because in Portugal uh, I know there are people right now on in vac on vacation somewhere in the country I'm like we are in like quarantine you cannot leave your city yeah but I also think that um, we didn't want to really go back to our country because we wanted to stay together also <laughs> that, also that because is true we too. felt yeah and we felt really safe in Prague because the country was really Everything was under control and not in our country. Yeah, that, that's definitely Either in true. France or in Portugal. That's definitely true. We didn't... I think I remember when we were also... I, like, I remember a lot of stuff because, guys, we were really together all the damn time. All the time, from morning to noon. 
There were days where we would wake up at five in the morning to do lunch. So we could like leave the house at six. So we could catch a bus at eight. So we could go travel the whole day and arrive back at home at like 10 in the night. So we'd spend the whole day together. Um, and I remember some of those times yeah. we were like, oh my God, have you seen this? Like toilet paper is disappearing in America and other countries, like when everybody was. And for us, that was really weird because we were not seeing that happening with us. In Prague, thing, things were not happening. Yeah. So in a way we were like, no, we, we are in our little bubble and we are very happy. But getting back to our talk about um, our differences, I want you to describe France in three words. Um, I think the first word I would say would be elegant. Elegant. Ooh, that, that's a good word. Yeah, because I think we, yeah, we are. Maybe it's a stereotype and maybe... Like the second word I'm thinking about, but I think it goes with the first one is fancy. Okay, you're you're, you're really getting at I something. Think you're really going. You're going. You're going all out. You're being very expensive with <laughs> yeah. your words. You're like we're very expensive people. We we cannot uh, stand like bad stuff. We're we we live with class. Well, I think it's because we like good things, and maybe it goes with our. Um, like the way we eat and everything. I, I really relate everything with eating because um, it's maybe because I really like good quality uh, stuff. And I like, uh, for example, drinking wine and e eating cheese. And that's very French. And I'm really living through these stereotypes that uh, I think that's really something we all have like, a lot of French people are living through it. And I think it's kind of a fancy type of life because we really look for these things. We like to have these things. We like to eat good stuff. We like to go to the restaurants. And for the moment, restaurants are closed <laughs> and it's really, really hard <laughs> to live like that. And... Well, um, what would be my last word? Um, elegant, fancy, and I think um, culture. The okay, culture a would be a, a good one because I think we have, for example, beautiful monuments, historical monuments, also um historical events that are really important and that really also makes our culture and makes the French culture really um, appreciated maybe in the world or even for us. Like, I think that's why we can be really proud of our country when we are abroad and when we meet strangers and foreigners um, because we are really proud of our history maybe. Not every part, like not, for example, colonialism and stuff. Yeah. But we have things in our culture that still goes around today and that maybe like really makes an image of us and create this image that we have in our own mind and also in the world. This is 
is very interesting because if I had to describe Portugal in three words, I would use the opposite of the yeah. words you used, like all the way on the other side. I would say we are very popular in the sense that we are very, we, we use a lot of popular sayings. Um, you can say any type of saying that people will already know and something that actually we say a lot and we think about it. And even if we don't say them, it's a bit in our conscience. Uh, so we are very popular and also in the sense that um, it's our country and I don't, we are very un unruly in that sense. So I think we are popular in the sense we are very unruly and very, um, we get our hands dirty to do stuff. You know, it's not the elegant, like I'm going to live a, yeah. a, an elegant lifestyle. It's very in the terms of, of doing stuff and being in the mass, being the people of the country. Um I would use the word loud because we take up space. And I think I'm a great example of that. I'm very loud, unfortunately, or that's at least what people say. I don't think I'm loud. Sometimes only, only sometimes. So, so far, I'm completely on the other side. We are, friends, right now you're the queen here and I'm the peasant. This is how this conversation is going. <laughs> so we are popular. Oh we God. are loud and we are... I, I want to say something nice. Mm. Yeah. We are warm. Portugal I'll tell Portuguese you. Portuguese are nice. Yeah, we are warm. I think that's that's one of the things that we can say in general. Well, I really are, I, once I told you this, if you speak English, people, everyone in Portugal is warm to you. However, if you speak Portuguese, people will not be as nice to you because you're not a tourist, so you won't give them money. But I think we are very warm in general. And that's completely different. That's <laughs> completely different in France. Like, you like if you speak english you will maybe be helped a bit um if the if you're talking to someone that speaks english and that is nice but uh, we prefer people that speaks french i think but also because uh, we like our language and we are not the best in english in like french people are not the best compared to other countries like Germans, German people are really good in English. We don't are, but and another question and I, I want think to that's ask why about... that's a difference. Sorry, no, guys, no, I, I don't know if I don't know if in the episode this will appear or not. But unfortunately, because of COVID and because well, Lucy lives in France and I live in Portugal, uh, we are using internet and Zoom to record the, these episodes. So, so sometimes there is lag. So if you hear us talking um, at the same time, is because of that. Okay, it's very really hard sometimes to get to know when someone is going to speak or not. Uh, but yeah, I want to ask you another question. What do you think is the biggest misconception about French people? Oh, that's a hard question. But it's a good one. Mm. Because we, we talked about, about this, this when, when Emily, Emily in Paris came out. I told you, you need to go watch it because it's so funny how they portray yeah. French people. And you said, but you're not entirely wrong. And I was, I was laughing so much. So what do you think other people think about French people that actually is, is actually not true? Because you said that you are colder um than most uh countries um so in a way that that appears to be true and you already said that you are very elegant you use the, the word to describe your country so in that way you're also you're fancy so i don't know misconceptions that well if 
I can I say about this? <laughs> Don't tell me everything um, is true. Everything other people think about friends is true. Is it? Are you just going to shame I mean, your country? The, I mean, the fact that we are always complaining is true. It's definitely true. Like, I'm the, like the perfect stereotype of it. I'm always complaining about everything. <laughs> um, but I guess... Um, Maybe, like, I just said uh, that France is very elegant, very classy, class and everything. And uh, maybe it goes with fashion and that the um, misconception that every uh, French uh, women are very, um, are very always um, good looking, always... Um, like they always wear good um, outfits and everything and that's not true maybe it's a misconception but I always hear that that uh, French women are always dressed really classy and are always yeah they always have good um, outfits and that's not true like sometimes we don't really dress always classy (laughs) I love how you're saying that. No, I know people that dress really badly, <laughs> but you won't name them. I love this. Uh, so if you know Lucy and you're no, French, like, don't you don't know if she's I, I naming don't. you? Don't tell your friends to, to hear this this episode so they don't know. They don't they don't question you if if you're talking about them. I think I I have I mean, one thing that I want to ask you if you think it's yeah. a misconception. Many people yeah. on the globe think that France still believes that they are the center of the world and they are a great uh, power in politics, international, in international relations. Um, that actually, I've heard this once. I did, that's what I want to ask. Well, I know you, so I know what, that you're not like that. Wow. But that uh, French people uh, do not learn English because they still believe or do not uh, want to learn English, don't have that, um, the, the, the thought or the believe that they need to learn English um, because English is one of the main languages in the world because they still think that French is big. Is it true? Um, I think it's naturally a misconception. Um, I mean... Um, You're going to lose your nationality. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm too, I, I love France. I love my country. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the younger younger people like me, uh, we value more the fact that we have to learn other languages um, and that French is really complicated and it's not like the only language in the world and that, for example, English or Spanish is way more important. But I think um, it's uh, something that maybe elders think about and like if you meet um, people at from my age of my age sorry uh, we like we don't only speak French and we don't believe um, we don't believe things like that um, but yeah I think older people do for example the generation of my parents or my grandparents they 
believe more in this. And that's why they don't um, think, think that um, learning other languages is important because French is enough and it's sufficient. But also maybe it's because we like the complexity of our language and it still goes with the elegant and fancy value that we have and that people think about uh, when they hear French. Okay, it makes so sense. I think it's, it makes sense. It's, ma- it's between the misconception and not. I think it, it tends to disappear, but it's yeah. still present. Because like I said in the beginning, I know you, so and I know that this great. is not true about you. Like I know yeah. that, like I said in the beginning, but yeah. in the whole, yeah, I understand that older generations are always harder to change. Um, and talking a bit about generations and history and all of that, uh, what is your favorite moment from France's, France's history? Or like a, a, a period uh, or an episode, a historic episode? Oh, I think there's a lot of them. But I'm not gonna go into the stereotypes and say and say that the French Revolution is my favorite episode. I'm not. If you say if you say but guillotine, I'm I... ending our friendship. If you say guillotine, I'm 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 ending our friendship. We we say guillotine, guillotine. We say guillotina. Not. Actually, I actually like the, the thing about it how it was invented. I think it's actually very funny that somebody just remember to throw a blade on somebody's neck. I think that's hilarious. Okay? I, you know you know I'm dark, so I I think that's hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> did you know that it was actually invented to cut people's arms and legs during war? Because like when they had mm-hmm. to amputate yeah. like somebody's legs, it was like going like with a sword, it was very harsh and they would bleed even more so somebody invented like pizzash and they, the, the leg or the arm would be off and then when the revolution came along somebody was like oh this is amazing to cut people's heads this was at least what a history teacher told me and i thought it was hilarious but yeah you said the revolution is. is not your 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 episode your favorite one so what would it be um i think Maybe it goes with my uh, feminist um, point of view, but I like the episode of um, when the um, votes for women uh, was uh, granted in France, right after the the Second, uh, Second World War. That's a good one. At the end. I think I like this episode, but Maybe it's not just because it's history, but in general, I think. I also, if I had to choose a moment in Portuguese history, I would also choose a moment. Actually, I have three moments that are my favorite. If I have to pick three of them, I cannot pick one. I think the first one would be the creation of Portugal, how Portugal came to exist. I love the, that initial part yeah. of Portuguese, Portuguese history. Like we, I used to say, we are French bastards literally French bastards because that our first king his father was French it came uh, he came to to the peninsula to help a Spanish king fight um, against um, 
the invaders, in this case, there were Muslims and Arabs. Um, and then his mother was the bastard daughter of that king. So he married the bastard daughter. So we are bastard, French bastards, like I, use, I like to say. So I like that period because um, he came, he started, he, he literally went against his cousin so he could form Portugal. So I love that part. It's very heroic in a way. And he was a bit, he was sassy. He was a very sassy man, according to, to what's left. There was, there's a, a belief that he, he would give uh, like money to the church so he wouldn't uh, offend the Pope in the Vatican. And then that same day at night, he would send someone to go and steal the money so they would bring the money back to him. He was that type of person. Yeah. So it's funny. I think my second moment would be related to the women's vote. It was when the Republic was created in Portugal. Basically, they created a law. And the law said that for you to be able to vote, you, you needed to know how to read. You needed to have property. You needed to be more than 21 years old, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 21 and not 18. And that you needed to be um, the leader of your family, like the... Yeah, the person who was responsible for the yeah. family. But they didn't say if it was woman or man. And there was this doctor in Portugal called Beatriz Angelou. She was a woman and she was a doctor. She was the head of her family because her husband had died. She was more than 21 and she knew how to read and to write because she was a doctor. And so she went to the, the first election and she was, I said, I'm going to vote. And the man, all the men were like, no, you're not. You cannot be. Um, you cannot vote. And she said, no, the law says uh, that you don't need to be a man to vote. And I, like all the requirements, I, I, I have them. So the funny fact is that men were so full of themselves that I thought no woman in Portugal could have the four things. And she went and then they, they changed the law like a little bit after. So they said specifically, no, you need to be a man. So I think it's hilarious how she went there and she said, no, I'm going to vote. Because the law says I can. So I think I like that one. And I also like our, our revolution uh, that we had against the dictatorship. Whether uh, it came a lot of turmoil, like uh, left, because of the left parties in Portugal, it, it came a lot of, of problems. And people still believe we are facing those problems. I love the revolution itself. It was not a bloody revolution. There were flowers in the guns. They put flowers in the cane. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so I like that. So yeah, I think it's funny that we both picked um, women's uh, vote. Yeah, women's right I didn't to vote. know about. Yeah, I, I didn't know about the uh, Portuguese story behind it, and that's really cool. That's really interesting. It is. This I, I really like what she did. This happened in the beginning of the 20th, 20th century, and women could. So she voted. Then they said, "No, you're not going to vote," and they changed the constitution after she voted. And women could only vote in Portugal after the dictatorship, so after the revolution. And so that was in 1975. So that was the first time in Portugal that women could vote, but someone was able to do it before. I think it's very funny how she was. She came forward and she said, no, I'm going to do it because I'm a head of a family. That's really cool. She is a strong woman. <laughs> she is. She died, she died a little bit after. So that was not, so, I think she died two years later. <laughs> that was not so cool. Well, but she made this story, so she did. that's cool. She did. And the next thing I want to ask you is, do you remember any of the Portuguese words I taught you? 
you know that I <laughs> I have a diary. I have yeah. a diary and I have a page. I started during the first lockdown when I came back uh, in France after leaving you. And I started to write a lot of Portuguese words and Portuguese words you were sending me. But um, I stopped it. No, there's one. You need to remember remember one of them. There's one of them that I know you remember. That is not, actually, it's not a word. It's a letter, but I know you, you know it. The letter. I was not thinking about that. Can, can I, I can I say what that. I'm thinking? Yes. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I know, I know. As un pound. Yes. I was not thinking about that, but now you said that. Yeah. So I decided to, t- uh, to <laughs> teach Lucy some um, Portuguese sayings, like popular sayings, I would say. So as un pound means you're a bread. And if you translate it to English, but uh, actually in Portuguese, it can mean you're very hot, like Roman god hot. So that's when I remember some of the the first things that I told you. Yeah, exactly. We were on the Charles Bridge waiting for the sunset. So yeah, that was actually one of the first things I taught you. And I remember the letter right now. Tell me the letter. It's a jota. Yes. Yes. Lucy... So we discovered that Lucy can say the word, the letter J in Portuguese, exactly like a Portuguese person. But that's the only letter I can say, like, correctly. Can you count to 10? Do you remember how to count to 10? Oh my God, no. This is terrible. Okay, I'm not mad, I'm not mad. Yeah, but I had French. You have better French than... But I I, I had French for three years, so it's, it's, I'm the... I have an advantage. Even I, my French is just and, terrible. And do you remember uh, French words I yes. uh, teach you? Yes, il neige. It was like the first yeah. thing you taught me, il neige. Uh, Emeline taught me uh, l'église de la Sainte Trinité. Yeah. I know how to say your, your name, good. Lucy, because your name took me like two weeks until I could get the right pronunciation. Um, tradition, tradition, tradition. Yeah. <laughs> you see, guys, I, I was, I, 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 in the, in the beginning of Erasmus, I told Lucy, no, no, I'm gonna get out of the Erasmus, not knowing Czech, but I'll know French by the end of it. Well, that didn't happen, but at least I can, I now I can say that I know a few more words. Um, I know how to count to ten t- 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 until ten, but that's because of like French class. So I, that's not, it was not during Erasmus. I don't know, more words that you taught me. So, il neige, tradition, baguette, baguette. I love to hear you say baguette. Baguette, of course. It's so funny. Um, I don't know, more words. I don't know, this is all I remember. Am I forgetting something special? Yeah. I, I, think, I think I might be forgetting think... something special. Ça va, ça va. I think... <laughs> Ça va, ça va, oui, ça va. Something like this. Uh, do you remember this conversation? Wait, 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 wait. Before I forget it, I just remembered something amazing. Wesh tes zonzons. Yeah. Wesh tes zonzons. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I remember I learned this. You learned this. Uh, we were in, I think it was in Germany. Yes, in during Dresden. During the trip. 
and we yes. were sitting in McDonald's yes. waiting for our train. Yes, we have amazing Or memory, guys. This is serious. Uh, yeah, it was a fucking yeah. bus. It was a fucking bus. It, oh, have you realized that every trip that we did um, when we were in Prague, when we had to come back, like to catch the train or the bus back, we would always have some sort of problem where we would not find a bus. We didn't know where it was, which direction. It was a mess, guys. We, we thought so many times it would not get back to Prague. Worst of all, me and Lucy yeah, thought and that we could go to um, Vienna in the weekend um, when they closed the borders. But we were planning on going and we didn't know they would, go, they would close the borders because nobody was really sure what was happening in Prague. So we were like... A very small, no, a very big chance, I would say, of getting stuck in Austria. <laughs> yeah, true. I remember. Like, I think it was, like, the chance. Because, um, because yeah, we will, like, be stuck in Austria. And I think we will probably, like, be crying on the phone, talking oh to our embassy to... <laughs> yeah, like, some oh get God. us back home but not home like our country just get us back to Prague like you could leave us like across the border we'll just find a way just let us cross the border again yeah so yeah every trip that we did we have so many fun, fun memories uh, there was also on the on a train back from Kutnahoy we were all uh, sitting on, at our table it was one of those trains with uh, where you can sit at the tables and we we're like what five six girls sitting on like four chairs It, it was very uncom uncomfortable for our butts. But I think we at that day, we were teaching each other swear words in each other's language because there was this little thing that we did to each other that would be, we would offend each other in our mother tongue. Yeah. So I would, we would call each other all types of, of things, but not in English, in Portuguese or in French. So it was very funny. Nobody, like the Czech people would not realize, but we were very loud about it. Would just be like you're this but in, and they would be like what the hell is happening why are they speaking different languages yeah but it was so interesting to like trying to understand the words you were saying and like understanding that it's completely different from french there we have so many differences in our language I yeah think. yeah that's true. we were trying to everything. say some words and figure out like i would say a word and they would have to try and guess what i was saying what that word was or and then Lucy would say a word and we I in my case because I didn't know French and like some of the other girls would have to try and and guess what it was um so yeah it was funny because some, also sometimes we would all be speaking in a group and I was the only Portuguese every um there were a, a, there were more than How many French girls were there I don't know but there were like five girls who knew French we and four. we were four No, but um, Shani also spoke French. Oh, yeah, Shani's, yeah. So, and then the, there, were, uh, there were three Spanish uh, guys. So there was Diana, Alvaro, and Jorge. And they would, whenever they would have a conversation, they would speak in Spanish between them. And I would be like left alone with Portuguese. And everybody would have fun and say, do you know, can you understand what we are saying? And I'd be like, I can catch some words because they are similar. I remember there was, there was this one time after we got, we got off, um, we left class and we were in the hall 
and it was the first week of class we were talking about going to the police because you needed to register there because of all the, the procedures and fun stuff like that and you were you were like all talking and out of nowhere um Solen turned to me and said uh girls we need to translate or I don't I don't remember I think she said that the second time she was first okay I'm going to translate to you very quickly and she started translating she was like can you understand anything and I said okay I understood they said police and she was laughing a lot so yeah there are some words that are very similar but at the same time there are words they are so different teach me a word let I'll teach you a word for this episode and you'll teach me a word in French well um okay I think I have one because Today is uh, really a good day because I'm recording this with you and because you're my friend and I miss you so much. Um, my word will be je t'aime. Oh, I know that one. Je t'aime. I know je that one. T'aime. I know, oh. no, I know that one. I know that for yeah. it's like je t'aime, je t'adore. I know those ones. Or je, uh, je, ne parle, je ne parle pas le français. I know something. Not a lot. No, I know that one. Did yeah. you mean like a word? Like I, um, I, I thought that je t'aime was a good one for. Sorry, I for know this that episode, one. But I think that, that that's a, a very like that's a stereotype to learn in French. Yeah, well, can I? What can I say? What? Mm. I remember a word. Wait, I remember something else. Uh, je t'aime. Okay. No. It was not like I miss you. You taught me once. Uh, je te manque. It's it's it, it's tu me manques. Tu me manques. I was close. Tu me manques. <laughs> tu me manques. Tu me manques. Tu me manques beaucoup. Tu, tu me manques beaucoup. I miss you a lot. Uh, yeah. It sounds better when it's you true. say it. I miss you a lot too. I mean, we haven't seen each other in no. almost. A year like one more month and it makes a year that yeah. we don't see each other yeah and uh, like my mother just told me because i told her I, i'm going to record something with andrea and she was like well um ask her when she's coming and i told her you know with the pandemic it's not possible but she told me i really want to meet her and i really want her to come um in la rochelle where i live and I want you to come. Yeah, it was the same thing all over. the time. I remember, like, when the, the when the when COVID goes away, it, she needs to come. Uh, she needs to come to Portugal, and you'll like you'll show her around, and you're gonna have a lot of fun, and we're going to meet her. And yeah. I'm like, okay, mom, like the pandemic needs to end. And it's like, okay, but when it ends, like they are they are preparing more like our trip than we are. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. But we have a lot of things to do, like. We still have to travel around um, Eastern Europe. How do you I say don't, travel? I don't forget. In we have so many things. That. How do you say travel in French? Uh, we can say uh, voyager. 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 Yeah. To travel. Traveling is voyager. Voyager. When I say voyager, it seems like I'm ready to take off. Like the turbine is starting. Not kidding. I feel it like voyager, no, like a turbine starts. It, it sounds good. It sounds good. Voyager. W- yeah. What is it in, in Portuguese? Viajar. Viajar? Yes. Yes. Viajar. Viajar. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think it sounds 
like it's not completely different. Yeah, it has like the same sound to But it in a way. Yeah. So basically, our episode is coming to an end. We have been talking for almost an hour. Uh, what do you want? What do you wow. want to add for this? What do you want to add to this conversation before we end it? Um, Just, well, it was very fun to yeah. record it. Yes, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was something I've never done before, and it's pretty out of my comfort zone. But I really, really liked it, and I'm pretty sure like it's not i'm pretty sure it's that i'm sure that uh in the future i will really like to do this again um uh, whether it's in english or in french not in portuguese because i'm not fluent how am but, i how am i going to um, do this in french how am i going to do this in french we both know that i i, I could not true. survive if you left me alone in france and i would have to speak french you know i wouldn't survive <laughs> True, true. But you, you know more French than I do know Portuguese. But still, we need to learn both our language. Yeah. But yeah, I really had a lot of fun. It was really nice to do this with you, especially. I'm so happy you liked it. I And hope I everyone, I hope I miss you too. Stop saying I miss you or I'll, or I'll cry. My messages with Lucy are all, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. No, I miss you more because we, when we, whenever we speak, we're like, I just miss you, okay? It's like very weird, but I miss you. Yeah, true. But I'm, I'm very happy you liked it. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation and for <laughs> letting me um, make you all these questions about friends and how uh, we're different, but very similar at the same time. Um, Uh, I hope it was. I hope it was an interesting and that people will like it and understand what I meant. I hope they become jealous that they don't have a French friend. I yeah, really, I really hope I they hope. are jealous. But I'm not sharing my French friends, so go away, guys. <laughs> so this is everything for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.